0: hello everyone how is it going good good today we're going to talk about vision having a vision for your life how that has power it reminds me of steve jobs quote if you're working on something exciting That you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Hmm. The vision pulls you. How does that do it, really? Who doesn't want that vision to pull you in and so that you could work on something exciting? How wonderful would that be if you're able to do that exciting for your rest of your life? amazing. Let's see some of the people that were able to do that. It reminds me of Jane Goodall because I've read her book recently. Jane Goodall is in her 80s and still going around the world talking about environment and about chimpanzees and nature and all. Active in her 80s. How did she get into this passionately? How did she get pulled in? What was that? Well, I was reading her book, My Life with the Chimpanzees. Really good book. It shows that when she was about five years old, looking at a hen laying the egg, she watched it in awe. And she came running back to her home and told her mom, At 26, this was in 1960, by the way, she wanted to go and study chimpanzees in Africa. She's from England. And this is in 1960s, didn't I tell you? Women were not going and doing this cutting edge, new, uncharted territories. But she did ask her mother, Mother said you had to work extra hard and go and do it. Even when there was a conflict in when she went to Tanzania, they said we cannot send you a woman, a 26-year-old woman alone. You need protection. Somebody has to go with you. Her mother went and been with her when she was studying chimpanzees. Sometimes your parent might stand in your way. Of your vision. Jane Goodall had a supportive mother, whereas Charles Darwin from 19th century had his dad who stood against him, who wants to study nature. Charles Darwin's dad want him to become a great physician like him. But Charles Darwin couldn't even stand blood. He wants to study bugs, as his fathers would call. And later, he followed his passion. Only one trip he took outside England. He came back. All his life, studied meticulously the nature, observed. Later went on to write books and change the world on the idea of evolution. But do you always get to see the vision through concrete things Like an animal ethologist, that means studying animal behavior, like Jane Goodall or Darwin, a biologist. What about imperceptible things, things which you cannot touch? Yes, Joseph Campbell, when he was a seven-year-old boy, his dad took him to watch this Buffalo Bills Wild, Wild West show. And Joseph said that was the highest point in his life at the time because they were clearly the show had cowboys and other things, but he was fascinated. He said, seized, obsessed by the figure of a naked American Indian with his ear to the ground, a bow and arrow in his hand, and a look of special knowledge in his eyes. That little boy went on to read all the children's book on Native Americans and Western, uh, Eastern cultures and created an own path for himself. Comparative mythology. He studied myths from different cultures and by the time he was passing away, he enjoyed decades of his life in contributing to myths. Power of Myth, you got to check it out, this book. And there's also A Hero with Thousand Faces. He connected the common dots of different cultures. He just found that in the time when he was seven, looking at the Native American in that show with a special knowledge in his eyes. What about people... Who weren't getting pulled by a vision like this. But pushed. Like Steve Jobs quote says. You don't have to be pushed. What if you are pushed? Well. Andrew Agassi. The tennis player. You got to check out his book. Open. Autobiography. I was reading this years ago when it came out. He said. I quote. I played tennis for a living. Even though I hate tennis. Hate it with the dark and secret passion, and always have. And you might think, then how the heck did he become a legendary tennis player? Well, his father, an immigrant, trained him and wanted him to play tennis so badly because that's how he could achieve the American dream. Agassiz didn't like tennis. He was forced, he was pushed, as Steve Jobs quote says. He was pushed, rather than the vision pulling him in. I mean, even recently, Andre Agassi had start playing tennis. He's a retired player. The recent, a Kazakhstan tennis player, Bublik said, "I effing hate tennis, the effing ugliest of all sports. I'm shortening the effing. I hate every day I had to play it. I hate to fight. I don't like it." Then why does he pray? He admits he prays for the money. The money is the motivation. You think that will be a good pull? Imagine doing things which you don't like, not just don't like, you hate and you do it for money, even if it's millions. The pain of that hatred of doing something, I don't know what you think, but It's impossible for something to be hated so much and doing it again and again and again for every day of your life for decades. That would be really hard for me. Not like Jane Goodall watching chimpanzees, even though the terror of chimpanzee being attacked by it, well, chimpanzees are stronger in case you didn't know. they are three to four times of an average male strength. one chimpanzee will have. They could tear apart as strong as human being, despite being only four feet tall. So she was daring, courage, because her vision was pulling her in. And there was conflicts, human conflicts going on in Africa at the time. She dared to go as a 26-year-old woman. And there are people who, like these tennis players, which I mentioned, might follow it for the money, What do you think about that? At least you will have the money, even if you hated for decades of work, some would say. Well, if you read Mike Tyson's Undisputed Truth, Mike Tyson, one of the greatest sportsmen of all time and definitely the top tier undisputed champion of heavyweight boxing for a long time. In his book, The Undisputed Truth, it shows how the whole thing unraveled more than 300 million dollars he had made. He lost them in cocaine habits. There's a pain. Mike had a pain. The coach channeled them all. Diyamata, Amata. There was a different book he wrote about Kasamata. There was legendary coach. When the coach died, there was no, nobody to channel him. There's no vision to pull him. The vision was set. To Mike Tyson, by the coach. When the coach dies, the vision falls soon, and Mike Tyson lost all the money, all the three hundred plus million. He couldn't even buy groceries at some point. He said in a book, when the wife, the woman he was married to, takes groceries from the shelf, he puts it back because he cannot afford. It's not just a vision. That you have to find it early in your life, like Darwin or Joseph Campbell when he was seven, or Jane Goodall, which is five. You could find it later in life. I don't know how many of you know Senator Charles Sumner. If you go to Harvard Square, there's a statue in Boston near the Harvard College. This is a senator from Massachusetts in the 19th century when slavery was practiced in America. He was thinking about, oh, maybe I could go into politics. And so he went and checked out as an adult, young adult, went and checked out DC. And he's like, eh, politics is not for me. He went on to get his academic education. And during a break in academic holidays, he went to Europe and he get to see in France, In a preeminent university that black students were able to stand there and debate with white students. That changed his paradigm because he has never thought black men could be intelligent as equal or even better than whites if opportunity is given. That image changed him. He came back Believing on the equality of the races. He got elected to the US Senate. Not one time, four times. Before Civil War came, he spoke on the floor against slavery. And a Southern congressman brought a big cane with a metal at the one edge of the cane. The House of Representatives man entered the Senate chamber And Charles Sumner was sitting in his seat and started beating him with the cane on his head. Sumner couldn't even get up because the stable was bolted to the ground. Finally, he pulled the bolts out, bleeding, gashing head. He collapsed on the floor. Traumatized, but did not die. It took him years to overcome the trauma. Even though he couldn't even attend the Senate, people of Massachusetts kept electing him. Later, when Sumner healed a little bit, he went back to the Senate, and guess what he did? He stood there on the floor and spoke against slavery. That is an inspiration, a vision of equality for all people, black and white. And that day is not the day he did the change the world of America. After the Civil War was over, he passed the 13th Amendment, peer spearheaded it, which abolished slavery from this land. Constitutional process changed it and grown men in the U.S. Senate Pride. that's the vision of Charles Sumner that pulled him towards action despite head being broken by a southerner and he didn't stop there 14th and 15th amendments which empowered the voting rights and citizenship for blacks now that is how you get pulled in because of a vision even if you others try to push you away from you. if your vision is strong you will reach it Godspeed and if you like this subscribe to it you will hear more from me every week twice and also forward it to your friends because you don't know how that might be useful for them as well See you soon. Bye.